This is Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates, and this is the Retirement Ready Show. Our goal is to educate you on the many topics of retirement and inform you how to create a successful Retirement Ready Roadmap. Thank you for joining me today for another episode where we will make your Retirement Ready Roadmap simple. I'm Tony Drake, Certified Financial Planner with Drake & Associates. You can always visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Lots of great tools and resources. There's some great ways to connect with us, completely complimentary. If you have a quick question, we can set up a 15-minute phone call. Or if you'd like to have a second set of eyes on your plan, if you want to ensure that you are set up for all five stops on the Retirement Ready Roadmap, that's a complimentary process with us. We can do that in person or virtually, and you'll be able to see the calendar and schedule that directly right at retirementreadyshow.com. It's a great time to do that. Some of the tax strategies we talk about week in, week out will be expiring in just a couple months here. So once that December 31st flies past us, we're going to miss that opportunity to take advantage of these rates in 2023. So a great opportunity to connect. And I got my buddy today, Brad Allen. How are you? Beautiful Brad. What, What were we calling you? Uh, Randy is the Silver Fox. We need. Is that it? Yeah, that's a the Silver Fox. Yeah, that's the nickname. All right, that's gonna stick. Yeah, I think so. Now that you told me that, what do what do we need? Gorgeous Brad, beautiful Brad, and no, 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 just Brad's good, good looking guy. (laughs) Beard's looking nice, trimmed up. Appreciate haircut. Yeah, it's November, right? You're supposed to grow out the beard in November. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, good time of year. I love this time of year. Finally cooling off here in the upper Midwest. and Cooling off. It snowed. Yeah, we got some snow, but I, li- I like the change of the seasons. Yeah, came quick this year. It certainly did. But, Brad, excited, uh, you know, this week to, to jump in. I-, I think folks have spent a lot of time and energy focusing on savings and investments, as they should. But, you know, as you know, taxes could turn out to be one of the largest expenses in retirement. I think that's something that most people don't think about. Oftentimes when we're teaching a class in the communities, we'll ask what's your largest expense in retirement. And very few people say taxes, but it likely is your largest expense. So today we want to dive into the potential tax surprise that can have an impact on your retirement savings. And we want to work through some strategies for tax planning to better manage your future payments to Uncle Sam. So if you want to stay ahead of the game and make the most of your retirement savings, sit back, maybe grab a pen and paper. We're going to give you some stuff to learn and ways to avoid the tax surprise and capitalize on some of the tax advantages in retirement. So this is one you won't want to miss. Taxes in retirement are likely hidden obstacles along the way, but with the right plan, you can navigate them in an effective manner. As financial advisors, we work with families every day to develop a retirement-ready roadmap that helps to maximize tax efficiency and fit your specific needs and circumstances. Whether you're just starting to plan for retirement or you're already well on your way, we're here to help. Reach out to us. We'd love to connect. You can see all of our contact info at retirementreadyshow.com to schedule complimentary consultation, and we can start creating that retirement plan that works for you and works for you in a tax advantage manner. But as we jump in, Brad, I think it's really important to understand that investments alone are not enough to ensure a confident retirement. You say it better than I do. You always ask, do you have a portfolio or just a plan? Or excuse me, I should say, do you have just a portfolio or a plan? Effectively managing taxes, I think, is something that we've learned over the many years can have such an incredible impact in the long run. 
without a clear and comprehensive plan, taxes, you know, can really take a bite out of retirement. It can be a lot harder to work towards your specific retirement goals. And our goal is always is to assist you in developing a retirement plan that's tailored to your unique and specific needs and goals. Once we have a clear understanding of your objectives, we can work with you to identify the most suitable strategies that align with those plans. And I guess, Brad, let's let's kind of start. I like to start thirty thousand foot view, but you know, wh- why? What's this need for comprehensive planning? Well, you think when it comes to taxes, what is the goal of having a financial advisor look at these kind of things for you? And 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 the real goal is, what can you do right now that's going to minimize those taxes in the future? So. You know, as financial advisors, we understand the importance of paying close attention to the future potential tax liabilities of our clients. In fact, we believe it's essential. It's an essential element of any well-crafted retirement plan. Our goal is to help our clients live the the dream retirement, and, and taxes can easily interfere with those dreams. And after all, every dollar that goes towards taxes is one less dollar that's available to travel or to do the hobbies or Maybe let's spoil the grandkids or other, you know, enjoyable activities. So let's let's kind of dive into some of the biggest tax surprises that retirees commonly encounter today. But don't worry. I mean, if this is something that kind of is is too much, right, if it's 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 a lot to take in when you think about taxes in retirement, this should all be part of your retirement plan, not just the investments, not just the income planning or when to take Social Security Taxes are a part of all of those different things I just mentioned, right? Where you draw from first in retirement, when you take Social Security, what type of investments are you taking money out of, what type of investments are you putting into, it all has to do with taxes in the long run. So what you do today could have a big impact tomorrow. So you want to start addressing these things, especially like Tony mentioned right now, as taxes are lower today than what we know they're going to be in the future. So we have a lot of opportunity right now to take advantage of these lower tax brackets. But again, there's time limits on it, right? You want to make sure you do it on time so you don't give up the year. You know, a lot of these different things we talk about on on a weekly basis, like Roth conversions or charitable giving or you know, focusing on your your um, required minimum distributions in the future. So all these things are going to matter in the long run, and that's why we bring it up so so often every week. Yeah, and I think it's so important to talk about this stuff, Brad, because we know, I think especially you think about, you know, the year we're entering, right, this year of kind of you know presidential campaigns. There's going to be a lot of promises, a lot of kind of shots at each other, and First of all, we know that the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, which brought tax rates down in 2017, that expires at the end of 2025. So if you think about it that way, we have 23, 24, and 25 to take advantage of those lower rates. Now, in addition to that, Brad, we have, you know, this huge national debt, right? We're like on a crazy spending spree. And I don't want to get on a rant here, but I think we missed probably a once in a century opportunity when rates were low to, in essence, refinance the government's debt as well and to deal with that spending problem. And if you compare it, Brad, to I was reading an interesting statistic. If you compare it to individuals, 80 percent, 80 percent of U.S. homeowners refinance their home mortgage. Right, because they saw that once in a lifetime opportunity of locking those low rates. Government did not. 
right? So we just have this mounting debt. And and when we kind of went into this quantitative easing cycle, you know, we were told by the Fed officials that, you know, we were not going to monetize the debt. This wasn't long term. and, And here we are 13 years later right? Doing the same things over and over and over. And at some point, we got to pay the piper. And one of the ways to pay the piper could be increased taxes. And, you know, right now we have such low rates, right? Most Americans are there in that 12 or 22% bracket. We know that's going up to 15 and 25. But there's a lot of room for it to move up since we're really in the second period in U.S. history where we have more debt than income. And resolving that is important. And I think kind of turning a blind eye to it is a mistake. And that's the challenge that we hear about day in, day out, Brad, is folks come in and say, hey, got a great advisor here. She's done a great job of my investments. But there's just no conversation about tax savings and tax planning. And if you do it right, it's not uncommon for us to save six figures for a family over their three decades in retirement. Yeah, you know, and whether it goes up to what it was in the 1940s and it goes up to the 40% or even 94 for the top earners, I mean, who knows how high it could go, but we do know it's going up, right? It's already set in stone that it's supposed to go back to the way it was before 2017, before the the tax cut in, in Jobs Act went through. So just if it stays there, right, it's still, if you're in the 22% tax bracket right now, that is scheduled to go back up to 25%. And you look at those two numbers side by side and you think, okay, 3%, that's not that big of a difference, but it makes a huge difference over time. And you know, Tony, I think there's a there's a myth, right? There's a, a myth that when I get to retirement, I'm going to be in a lower tax bracket in retirement because I don't have the income coming in anymore. And, and to be honest, that's probably true for a, a certain period of time. You know, I always tell people you have a sweet spot in retirement. Let's say you retire at 62. You don't have to start drawing from your IRAs until 73. Remember, 73 is the required minimum distribution. So that's when you have to start taking money out of those accounts. And what usually happens is people don't realize it, but they wait to take money out of those accounts until 73. Now those accounts are a lot bigger. They have to take their required minimum distribution out every single year, which counts as income. Income. And as your other income goes up, they start taxing your Social Security a little bit more. More of your Social Security is included as income on your tax return. So a lot of people are in one of the highest tax brackets, if not the highest tax bracket, depending on how much they saved, in their 70s. And they never thought they'd be there, right? So that sweet spot from the time you retire to the time you turn 73 is just saying you have full control over what tax bracket you're going to be in, over how much you take out along the way, whether it's, hey, I'm going to hold off on taking my Social Security and let it grow for a while, and I'm just going to draw from my 401k first because every dollar I take out, I'm going to pay taxes on it, and I'm in the lowest tax bracket of my life in those first years of retirement because your income from work just dropped off. Now you're lowering the amount that's in that account. So by the time 73 comes around, there's not as much in the IRAs. So that RMD, which is a percentage of what's in the account, is a lower number. And if that's a lower number, they're going to tax your Social Security a little bit less, right? So it's compounding. It's it's a net effect. It's it's something if you do that now, you're going to pay less for the rest of your life. And, you know, I meet so many people that are so worried about early in retirement, you know, drawing from accounts to push themselves up in the tax bracket. They're trying to keep their tax brackets as low as possible when... 
that could be the biggest opportunity of your retirement life from a tax standpoint right there to draw from the right accounts at the right time at a low tax bracket, uh, pay the taxes now versus paying them later on when they go back up. That's the that's the name of the game, right, Brad? If we, uh, you know, and sometimes that's a difficult concept, maybe to wrap your mind around. It's not uncommon when we have a new family we're working with, and and maybe you know we have accountants that do our clients' tax returns, but maybe they had a great accountant that they're they're really enjoying, and he or she might say, "What did you do to my clients?" Right, their tax bill went up this year, but we're choosing to pay today's rates to avoid paying some bigger rates down the road. We have some great tools, and that's part of our complimentary process. We have some great tools to show you exactly how much we think we can save you, and it's always great to pay less in taxes. And probably the number one thing that we see missed, when folks take us up on an opportunity to sit down with us, no cost or obligation, and we review their plan, it's it's pretty common you know, that they do not have a plan for tax reduction. Right. And they don't realize that there's mandatory taxes that we all have to pay. But then there's some optional ones. There's some positions people are putting themselves in that are causing higher tax rates that they don't need to be in. And I think it starts with kind of understanding the tax system and how it works. And, you know, a lot of people, Brad, are surprised to hear that Social Security can be taxable. And and I empathize with that because it feels like a tax that's already come out of your paycheck your whole life. So how is a tax also taxed? And it can get very confusing. Well, and the tricky thing is, is that sometimes it's not taxed, right? It really depends on that other income that you have. I so want to be in that group, right? It's it's hard to plan for that. You have to know ahead of time, what is your other income going to be to determine how much your social security will be taxed? So just imagine relying on a source of income that you thought was tax-free, only to find out that up to 85% of it is actually subject to taxation. How would that impact your retirement plans? And, and this is precisely what some retirees discover when they start collecting Social Security retirement benefits. You know, it's easy to understand the confusion. It's, every paycheck received over decades of employment shows a deduction of FICA tax to fund Social Security and Medicare. And this may lead some to believe that the taxes on their Social Security benefits have already been paid. But unfortunately, Depending on the retiree's total income and filing status, a portion of their Social Security benefits may be taxable. And again, the portion of the benefit that must be included as taxable income could be as high as 85%. And generally, early in retirement, you don't hit that as much. But certainly in your 70s, right? I mean, if, if you're in your 70s and you have Social Security coming in for if, if, if you're married, you have both spouses taking their Social Security and maybe you're lucky enough to have a pension coming in every month and maybe you have rental income or whatever it is. And then you add on on top of that those required minimum distributions at 73, which remember is about 4% the first year. Then every year it goes up a little bit, but you have to take out a percent out of your IRAs. If there's a lot of money in those IRAs, that could be a big number, that percent, right? So that income comes out. Now your Social Security is taxed more because of that income, because of the pension, because of the rental income. So all of this stuff combined can push you into one of the highest, if not the highest tax brackets of your life in a in a period of your life where you thought for certain you were going to be in a very low tax bracket. So those are the kind of things to, you know, prepare for a little bit, not only prepare for, but to kind of take a look into the future, look into the crystal ball a little bit and see, okay, with the income later on in my life, what 
tax bracket will I be in? Plus, you have to add in that taxes will go up, and it's kind of unknown. I mean, we're going with what it is right now. They're going to go up to what they were before 2017, but what if they went up higher too, you know? So all of these things, that's what have, has everybody so nervous. And, and when we start putting these retirement plans together and start projecting for the future, we realize that there's so many things you could be doing right now that could minimize those taxes in the future. So it's definitely taking a, a, a worth a taking a look at whether it's with us or whoever you're working with, but it should be addressed as soon as you possibly can, especially for this year and, and going in next year. Really important to address it. And, and I think the neat part is in a perfect world, if we can meet somebody early enough in retirement and we can get them into a tax zero status by the time Social Security really kicks in, let's assume we've uh, maximized the Social Security strategy and maybe part of that was delaying the benefit to get the 6 and 8% growth. Boy, if you get to keep it all, I mean, it's really kind of simple math. But if you think about the biggest question that people have, do I have enough money? Am I going to be okay? If I get to keep more of my Social Security and less goes back to Uncle Sam, I don't have to take as much out of my nest egg. And even the withdrawals I'm taking from my nest egg, if I don't have to take out extra to send to Uncle Sam, it lasts longer. Right. So now we can do more in retirement. We can pass more on more trips, more, you know, whatever it is that you're dreaming about or, or wanting to do. And I think that's important. And then I, I think, Brad, there's also the Medicare, right? I mean, there, there's premium surcharges that can happen if you're not careful. Hey, podcast fans, if you're ready to take the next steps to create your retirement ready roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers. Sign up for educational, no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow us and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, I mean, while not technically defined as a tax, there are Medicare premium surcharges that apply to certain income levels. And in other words, the higher your income is, the the more you might be required to pay for your Medicare coverage. And it could result in higher health care costs in retirement than anticipated. I think the biggest thing when it comes to Medicare that people look at is, you know, remember Medicare, they always look two years behind to figure out what your premium is going to be for that particular year, right? So if you're 63 right now and you're thinking about doing a big Roth conversion, or, or maybe you just have a, a big income year that could push your premiums up a little bit at 65. So the question is, does that make sense to do? And oftentimes, you know, people are so worried about staying under the Irma and, and all these kind of things, but, but does it make sense to, to kind of control that a little bit, to push yourself up a little higher today so that in your seventies, you don't get automatically pushed up higher for the rest of your life. So just little things to think about there. And again, Tony, it's another reason why we try to have so many people in the office that do different things like healthcare, like social security, like the investments, because they all intertwine together, but everybody has their own area of uh, you know expertise to look at what is what makes sense today that's going to make a big impact tomorrow yeah having that impact is really really something that's important to do but a lot of these tax strategies 
if you're not intentional about it, if you're not experienced with it, can cause you to go over those what we what, what's referred to as IRMA thresholds, and that can really cause some additional fees for your Medicare premiums. Now, sometimes that makes sense, right? Because sometimes the benefit of it long term is, is better, but sometimes we want to avoid that. Brad, there's also something called a widow's tax penalty. It, it's a tax surprise that's not just unpleasant, but it's downright sad, I would say. The so-called widow's tax penalty can catch retirees off guard at the worst possible time, and that's when that spouse passes away. In general, a surviving spouse may find themselves with less income after their spouse's death, right? Certainly if you're both collecting Social Security, because we're going to lose one of those two Social Securities, right? And while still potentially being in the same or a higher tax bracket. Now, this happens because a survivor's income might be reduced, again, to that lost Social Security or pension benefit of their deceased spouse, and taxes may increase as a survivor is no longer able to file as a joint tax return. That's an advantage position to be in where you actually have room for more income at lower rates. The net effect can be a higher tax rate applied to the smaller total income, which can be a big burden. Brad, it's not uncommon. We've had cases where someone's income is actually less, but they're sending more to Uncle Sam. Yeah. You know, this is a, a big one for me. I, I heard this stat um, not too long ago. and I, told I think, my wife I think it means it. I need to find a wife. There you go. There you go. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, but I was talking to Amanda, my, my wife, about it, and, and the stat said that 80% of men die married and 80% of women die alone, right? And, right? and you think about that for a minute and you think about what you just said. I mean, all the income, relatively all the income stays the same when one spouse passes. The higher of the two social security stays. Most people, if they have a pension, they put a survivor benefit on it. All of the RMDs from the IRAs would transfer to the remaining spouse. The only difference is you go from a joint tax bracket down to an individual tax bracket, and you look on paper how much that would change in that person's life, right? How much more in taxes are they going to pay because of that? And it could be astronomical sometimes. So it's never a fun conversation to have. It's, it's actually pretty uncomfortable to talk about death and a spouse passing away and those things. But I can't tell you enough how important it is to plan not only for your future as a couple, not only for the future of after you're both gone and the money goes to the kids, but the future of one spouse still being here when one spouse has 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 left. Um, it is, is it's so impactful to put that on paper and just show you, especially for that spouse that thinks, hey, I might go first. I want to know my spouse is going to be taken care of. Put that on paper and put a plan together for that. Whether, again, whether it's with us or whoever you're working with, not fun to do, but so important to do. Really important to do. Maybe one of the most important things because that is probably one of the biggest risks that if you're married, you know, just about all of us may face. And and I think that's important uh, to set up ahead of time because the harsh reality is if we meet in your example, Brad, where, where the data shows us, you know, most of the time the husband's pass first. You know, and let's say we meet that that widowed spouse. It's not that we can't do anything, but we're certainly handcuffed quite a bit compared to if we planned for this, you know, well ahead of it earlier in retirement. So getting going really makes a difference. And that's the type of tax planning that, that we're talking about is really thinking about not just the current year, but what are the potential tax threats, 
threats, excuse me, that can come. And how do we prep and prepare for that? How do we set you up so we're not exposed to those? That's the big gotcha, and that's the big thing that can make such a big difference. Brad, I've said it a million times, and I'll keep saying it's not uncommon that we can save $100,000 over your retirement in taxes. That's a substantial amount of money that you could use in a better way. But we're talking, Brad, uh, probably my favorite topic about tax planning, tax strategies, really ways to think about how to avoid paying taxes we don't need to avoid in retirement. And one of the taxes that you know people may not think of is what we refer to as the inflation tax. Absolutely. While inflation and higher prices can be a significant problem, especially for retirees, you know, many people don't realize that it can have a similar impact uh, as a tax. When the federal government prints more money to fund spending that is not covered by the tax revenue, it can result in increased cost of goods and services, and it just erodes the purchasing power of retiree savings. As a result, retirees may be left with uh, less money to enjoy during their retirement, either due to the taxes or inflation. You know, it's important to understand the potential impact of inflation on retirement savings and then incorporate it into your overall financial planning to help ensure that you have an enjoyable retirement. That's often one of the things we we don't see when somebody comes in with a spreadsheet and they they've they've planned out their whole retirement, right? But they they forget little things like the inflation. Things cost more 10 years from now than what they do today. So how do you account for that? So inflation definitely impacts us right now while it's pretty high. When you go to the grocery store and you're like, oh my gosh, it wasn't this expensive last year. But when you do that over time as well, even at a, a, a lighter inflation than what it is now, it has a huge impact on your, your spending power long term. So it is something that you want to plan for, for sure. Definitely want to plan for that. And that's where when you think, Brad, about our five-stop retirement ready roadmap, that's where having that income plan comes in because we're really going to account for that inflation and and the things that can happen tax-wise around that. And, and, you know, we mentioned it early in the show, but for folks that may have just tuned in, we also know zooming in, it feels like it's far away, but it's easy to forget that each year we lose an opportunity with this. But the Tax Cut and Jobs Act of 2017 is scheduled to sunset. Yeah, 2017, it was put through the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Tax uh, rates were temporary, temporarily lowered. Say that, that three, three times. times yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's important to note that, that these lower tax rates are scheduled to expire at the end of 2025. So at the start of 2026, taxes are going to be higher. So uh, it, it, hopefully... And I say big, hopefully, right? Hopefully in 2017, if you're working with an advisor, they had you start doing things like Roth conversions, taking advantage of these lower tax rates um, for the last couple of years here. But if not, if you haven't done it yet, it is time to start taking a look at it before taxes go up in a couple of years. You want to start looking at what can I do today to have a big impact tomorrow? What, What can I do today to pay lower taxes today than what those taxes are going to be later? Things like Roth conversions those kind of things. So uh, sit down with us, sit down with somebody, whoever you work with, but start to look. And remember, December 31st, that's the date. You have to have your Roth conversion in by the end of the year. And and most custodians will say, please have it in by December 1st because they get pretty backed up at the end of the year. So kind of crunch time for 2023 if you want to do some of these strategies. So I would call and sit down with somebody to help uh, figure out how much and what makes sense for you. 
Yeah, getting that right, it, it makes a big difference. And don't miss that deadline. As Brad said, when December 31st you know, rolls by, we're going to lose the last three, one of the last three opportunities to take advantage of that. And Brad, one thing I'd like to talk about, too, is the potential IRA rollover tax pitfalls. You know, think about it. You've worked for decades. You've likely been, you know, contributing regularly to an employer-sponsored plan, maybe a 401k, 403b, 457, or something like that. And now you're kind of ready and preparing for retirement, leaving that employer. You may have also come across some advice or information suggesting you consider changing your company plan to an individual retirement account or an IRA that you can directly control. This is commonly referred to as an IRA rollover, and it can be an excellent idea to to kind of take over more control of your retirement savings. But it's really important to note that unless this rollover is done properly, you could potentially face a large unexpected tax bill. Navigating the intricacies of these rollovers and the tax implications can be complex. Laws have changed again in the last handful of years, and it's really critical to understand the rules and regulations surrounding such transactions. Mishandling this rollover can result in an unintended tax consequence, such as early withdrawal penalties or immediate taxation of the rollover amount. To avoid these unexpected tax liabilities, it's essential to carefully follow the proper procedures for an IRA rollover, including timely transfer of the funds from your employer-sponsored plan to your IRA and ensuring the rollover is completed within a allowed time frame. Otherwise, you can really get ding there, and that, that takes a big bite out of your retirement savings. And I think, Brad, it's also important to think about we spent a lot of time talking about income taxes. But there's also this different tax system, capital gains, and you want to try to stay in those favorable rates because like ordinary income taxes, the more you make, the higher you pay. Yeah, as you mentioned earlier, there's, there's, uh, there are some potentially pleasant tax surprises, but to take advantage of them, it's important to understand that the tax code treats different assets in varying ways. One example that is often misunderstood uh, is capital gains taxes. You know, capital gains uh, earned in a non-qualified brokerage account, for instance, are typically taxed at a lower rate compared to withdrawals taken from the IRA or the 401k. You're going to pay less in taxes on capital gains than ordinary income on those accounts. In fact, it may even be possible to realize capital gains in a way that results in 0% tax rate. For instance, 2023, if you're a married couple filing jointly and your taxable income, including capital gains earnings, is $83,350 or less, you won't owe any capital gains taxes. This presents a strategic opportunity to plan for your capital gains sales in a way that keeps your taxable income below its threshold potentially resulting in, in no capital gains taxes owed, which can be a very pleasant surprise, right? I mean, if, if you can pay no taxes on some of that money, that would be great, but it is. It's something to take a look at. It's something to, you know, really, especially in retirement, take a look at what makes the most sense as far as where to draw from. Do you want to touch those brokerage accounts and pay no taxes, or would you rather, while you're in a much lower tax bracket, take from some of the IRAs, some of the ordinary income taxes you'll pay, is at a lower rate today than what it would be in the future. So there's varying different ways, but that's why putting the plan together and seeing the whole picture as far as an income plan goes makes a lot of sense. It does make a lot of sense. And then the next tax trap that I want to talk about is kind of thinking about Roth IRAs and how this can put you in a favorable position 
when it comes to Social Security tax and, and Medicare IRMA. So when you think about distributions, qualified distributions from a Roth IRA, they are not counted when determining the taxable portion of Social Security retirement benefits or Medicare premium surcharges. Social Security benefits may be subject to the federal income taxes if your provisional income, which includes half of your Social Security benefits plus other taxable income, exceeds certain thresholds. But qualified distributions from a Roth do not count towards provisional income, which means they won't trigger higher taxes on your Social Security benefits. That's why it's so critical. You know, if we're going to really think about a a qualified kind of Roth conversion plan for you to help you save tax, we want to start that earlier in retirement. Kind of like that Medicare premium surcharges, which are additional charges on top of the standard Medicare premium for higher income beneficiaries, are determined based on modified adjusted gross income or what's referred to as MAGI. Qualified distributions from a Roth are not included in MAGI, which means they won't increase your Medicare premiums. So again, getting going on these tax strategies early is important because when it comes to these Medicare premium surcharges, they're going to look back two years. They're going to look at your income two years ago to determine if you have to pay these surcharges or not. If it truly is a one-time expense, there is a form we can help you fill out to, to try to get around that. But to be clear, Roth conversions are not what the IRS considers a, a one-time, you know, income increase. So that it won't work in that situation. But I think strategically utilizing Roth IRA distributions in retirement, you can really help minimize the taxation on Social Security and make sure you're not paying too much for your Medicare premiums. Last one, Brad, for this week we're going to talk about is tax-favorable life insurance benefits. I know for some people life insurance is like a swear word, but, you know, I, there is some great great uses for it, especially when it comes to the tax code. Which, again, is why you want to talk about what your goals are when you go into an appointment like a a retirement planning appointment. One of the pleasant tax surprises of life insurance death benefits is that they're generally tax-free to your beneficiary. This means that beneficiaries do not have to pay any federal income taxes on the death benefits received from that policy. So a lot of different uses that you can use that for. If you have a pension, you're trying to plan for a pension. We talked about the widow's tax earlier, maybe to save a spouse from being in a very high tax bracket when you're not here anymore, life insurance could be maybe an answer instead of a survivor benefit on a pension. You know, there's all these different aspects of of life insurance that you can utilize from a tax standpoint that could really help out your spouse or your beneficiaries later on down the road. So don't pass it off. You know, look at it and make sure that it doesn't meet the needs of what you have right now. Well, and we had a family recently, Brad, it really was important to them to pass money on. So what we did is we started to take some distributions under today's lower rates from the IRA, right? Pay today's lower rates, and we used that extra income in the household that they didn't need to purchase a life insurance policy. And we only made five annual payments for five years, and now they're going to pass on several million dollars income tax-free. So they've really expanded the amount that they put in, and they've given their beneficiaries an incredible tax benefit. And tax benefit planning you know, can certainly be a powerful tool to help you better manage or even avoid unpleasant tax surprises while optimizing the benefits of the tax code. Working with a knowledgeable financial advisor who understands the implications of taxes can really provide a significant advantage in your overall planning. 
being proactive and strategic in your approach to taxes can potentially save you more money that could be used to pursue your retirement dream instead of funding Uncle Sam. And we understand that tax planning can be complex and overwhelming, which is why we're here to help. Don't let unexpected tax surprises catch you off guard or, or cause you to miss out on potential tax savings. Take control of your tax situation now and make informed decisions. Set up a complimentary appointment with us. We would love to help. And we appreciate you listening to the Retirement Ready Show. Hey, podcast fans. If you're ready to take the next steps to create your Retirement Ready Roadmap, then visit us at retirementreadyshow.com. Here you can download educational white papers, sign up for educational no-obligation workshops, or schedule your complimentary consultation. Also, don't forget to follow and like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. Drake & Associates LLC is an independent financial services firm that utilizes a variety of investment and insurance products. Advisory services offered through Drake & Associates LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only and is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Drake & Associates LLC is not permitted to offer. No statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Drake & Associates LLC.